Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Trade Tribe Season 1, Episode 4. My name is Taufik Suleiman, the student investor, as by no means am I an expert, but every week I am looking to learn and bring my tribe along. The Trade Tribe is a trading community and show where we learn to trade, share strategies, and contribute to making the tribe wealthier. This show is our take on how we analyze the markets, what we think is going to happen, and how we make plays on that, as well as share our learnings along the journey. Between our trading group chat and our weekly recorded calls, we want to see every young adult a part of our tribe thrive. So make sure to add us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and any podcast podcast platform at the Trade Tribe. And yeah. What up, what up, what up, what up? This week, uh, like every week, what we normally do is go through an intro. Uh, we introduce our guests, have a quick check-in. We talk about the meme of the week, the lesson of the week. Um, new segment this week is a book club that was suggested by our member Hero. This is a great idea for us to keep accountable and learn uh, and hold each other accountable in learn, learning and reading and gaining more information and improving our strategies. Um, we also have a week in review section and a week ahead section where we talk about what we think happened last week and the weeks ahead. Um, and we have a section where we just talk about our specific members' picks. Um, then we just divulge into off topic uh, and we just outro from there. This week, it's us main three. You got your host, Taufik. Uh, I'm an option swing trader by trade. Uh, we also got Hero, tribe chief, dividend stock investor. We also got Hamid, another tribe chief, and options trader. Uh, and yeah, this week's question, as usual, is how did your past week go? But the second icebreaker is what did you buy on Prime Day last week? And I'll let Hero go off first. And straight up, right off top, I'm looking at I'm ladies. Sweetest day was yesterday. I ain't get yeah. one text till afternoon. I don't want to hear nothing on February 14th about any lovey dubby text. <laughs> I couldn't get a I couldn't get a good morning big head. I couldn't get a hey, what's going on with the three wise? I'm disappointed. But for Prime Day, what I did do is go out and steal money from Jeff Bezos. If you're a Prime member and you don't know that you have access to over 25 different uh, websites and little bundles and little subscription uh, quirks that are well over $150 of savings a month, then you're, you're being beat by Jeff Bezos. So I went out and got my bundle for Audible, Kindle, and my 10 books per month for uh, Prime Book Read and also with a bunch of other websites. Look into your Prime benefits and also on Twitch. So I'm paying myself now. Facts, 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 facts. That's what's up. Uh, for me, my week was really good. I feel like I'm getting the hang of my job. Uh, managing between work and trading is not easy, but getting the hang of it. And I feel like I'm contributing to my job, so I'm earning my paycheck. And that paycheck is going straight into my investment account. So we love to see it. Um, what else is going on with me? Um, just thriving, you feel me? I'm just living good, eating good, working out now. Again, got myself a personal trainer, so... I'm going to be as big as Hero one day. Yeah, uh, be, get bigger. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, what did I get on Prime big Day? Big <laughs> on Prime Day, so right before Prime Day, my Amazon Echo broke. Just so happened to break. I don't know why. I think Sounds sus. Scheming on me, right. It's sus. They, they plot in. 
So I used the Prime Day as a way to get a new speaker. I got the Bose uh, uh, Sound Revolve. Um, and I also got this really dope photo studio equipment, backdrop lights, things like that uh, for a really good deal. So those are the two things I bought on Prime Day. I'm not a big shopper, but I said, hey, get stuff that will help me out. Um, how about you, Hamid? I didn't get anything for Prime Day uh, because Prime doesn't ship here. Uh, yeah. So uh, I just called it. I just, it was just a day for me. True. They, they got to step their game up if they reach like whole market share. Living your best life indeed, in VR, Yes, indeed. <laughs> I bet. On to the next segment. This week, the meme of the week is you see an older military-like man just writing in his journal saying, Dear Diary, that's today Stalin, the stock market did not crash. <laughs> I think that's Stalin. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know none of these people. I just thought it was a funny meme. Um, out here you just history him. Wins, so you probably know. You probably yeah. Right. Okay. yeah, you over here calling him a basic-ass military man. That's literally the dude that started a revolution. <laughs> He's the father. <laughs> I think that's Stalin. I'm not sure. But I, he, with the mustache, I think it's a, he's like the... The whenever you hear people say something like Marxist or the con, like uh, these commie ah. like people, that's him. So like it's kind of the irony in the situation is this is a dude who would have never believed in the stock market, and here he is. <laughs> Literally, this is hey, him. That'd be, that 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 part probably went over my head. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's that's funny. It was, it, it, oh, trust me, it went over a bunch of people's heads. <laughs> Man, but that's how I felt though. This week, I felt like. The market didn't crash. So I was like, okay, we missed. We made it through another day. It feels it just feels like it's like this weight off your chest every day you make it through. Like because the market can just drop anytime, especially during these times. Literally, Trump can make a tweet, Elon can make a tweet, Kanye can make a tweet. Market goes down. Like anything can happen. Uh, Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, can y'all relate to that? This past week? Oh no, definitely was. Uh, I, 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 we made it like. Uh, for a quick second I was up big and got comfortable and stopped checking and like come Thursday Friday you know even if you look now we're down like six points right now but man it, every day that I'm checking the market there's days I just don't want to look because it's like man yep. don't don't nobody say anything dumb we good right now let's just right let's just <laughs> I go got a little bit of profits yeah let's just make it to the end of the fucking week <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy how relatable some of these memes are. Like even last, the last episode that we had, I know that was two weeks ago, so we missed the last week. But the tweet, the meme that we had about Trump's tweet, literally happened. Yeah, came to fruition. My guy tweeted. My guy tweeted, and that was the end of it. For real, like it's crazy how like he can make one tweet and it'll drop the market, another tweet and it'll raise the market. And it's scary how much we predict this stuff on these calls. So. That's interesting. As much as this is funny, it's actually scarily true. Nah, I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally upset that, like, when I, I was like, man, wouldn't it be hilarious? And then, sure enough, 3 a.m., 3 a.m., 3:44 in the morning. If I lose, this country's never gonna make it. It's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's only Savannah's account still. Um, but yeah, that's the meme of the week. On to the next segment, lesson of the week. One of the biggest questions that a lot of beginners ask is how do I find stocks to invest in? Um, and it's one of my answers. It's not the only answer, but it's one of the best answers for me is to use scanners and lists. 
Um, if you don't know what a scanner is or a screener, a scanner is basically a tool that investors and traders can use to filter stocks based on user-defined metrics. So stocks um, scanners exist either for free on some public websites, or you can go to uh, different um, platforms like Vivo, Robinhood, or Thinkorswim. Um, on most of these platforms, they have pre-made scanners and lists. So any when you have a scanner or screener and you run it, it searches stocks across the entire stock market or the stocks available on that platform. And with that, it shows you a list of stocks that meet the criteria for that scanner. Um, so Robinhood and Webull have a couple pre-made lists that are pretty much run in the background by scanners. So they scan for the most active, the top movers. You see all these different labels. And with that, they present you a list of different stocks that meet those criteria. Like if you go on Webull, I like Webull a lot because you have a variety that you can check across the market. One of them being most active. That's a great one if you're trying to find really good plays or swing trades or for momentum trades. Um, and with this, you see some of the most active stocks by either by volume. So things are picking up steam by percentage turnover or range. So like how much is it increasing by percentage? You can see the top losers and the top gainers, depending on what your strategy is. Uh, same thing on top, um, Robinhood. They have a, a less, uh, they have a couple of different styles of lists. Some of them being top movers, most, um, most popular on Robinhood. And those are some great ones. You can see okay, what are other people looking at. But for me, I think the power of a scanner or a list comes from when you can tailor it to your strategy. So as I said, with a stock scanner, you can actually create your own to match your strategy. You can look for specific kinds of stocks and things like that. And that's probably the best powerful use of a scanner and a list. And I'm gonna give you a quick run through of what that looks like. Um, so if I go over to my TMA trade um, account, you'll see if you go to the scan section, there's a tab called scan. And what you can do is you can create a scanner for all kinds of things. You can create a scanner for stocks, a scanner for options and all the like. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you like had one pre-made, but I'm pretty sure like it'd be super cool. I know it's sort of like in the moment, if you could just make mm -hmm. a quick, a little short one, a quick short one. Yep. That's what I'm about to do right now. Okay, so I cool. do have the great thing about, this is one of the reasons why I love and I'm super biased towards think or swim. If you can get, pre-made scanner so if you come over here um you tap the three uh, menu bars um you click load scan query they have a couple of them that are already made for you and they're public like they have one that says percentage change gainers gap up gap down stocks that have gapped up or down within the day and that might you might make money on you have new year highs new year lows so if you look at okay which stocks are doing the best in this upcoming earnings and dividends and there's so many great pre-made scans and it's like why do people not know about this? This is literally what it, it's, it's so into it. And this is why I'm a dividend trader because I don't have to do anything. I yeah. literally just have to, all I have to do is come here and say, Oh, you gained 12% on the year last year. And this time last, and this based on this time last year, you're up 6% from last year. Okay. Exactly. I, okay. I'm going to just buy you and sit on you. So like I'm a dividend trader because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a beautiful part about scanners. You can just be lazy. Like, Typically, what people do is they'll search up random stocks. Okay, let me go look this up down. You don't have to do none of that with scanners. With scanners, it literally does all the search for you and just provides you the list. Hey, based off what you're looking for, here's the list. And it's super amazing. So I recommend people to use scanners and lists. That way, they have to spend hours of, of time every week searching. So this helps me a lot, and I'm looking to start using this more. Um, but these are a couple of the available ones. One of those, I've, created, I've personally created two. One of them called the Options RSI Scanner. One of my strategies is to use RSI as a way to see, okay, good entry and exit points for options trades. 
Another one is also price action. So I'm, I'm kind of a swing trader. So I'm looking for things that are moving fast and are starting to pick up steam. So those are the two that I have. So I'm gonna click on price action and show you how I set it up. So basically um, the strategy is basically, hey, show me stocks or, or actually let me do the options um, RSI scanner. So basically my goal is to find stocks that are picking up steam or oversold or overbought. Typically when a stock is oversold, that means the RSI is below 30. Uh, when it's oh, sorry, uh, oversold is over, below 30. And when it's overbought, it's above 70. So typically, as long as it's below 30, that's a good uh, indicator that, hey, this might be a time to get in. But I have to go through each and every stock to kind of look at the chart. But I can literally man automate that with this scanner. So what you do is you add a section called stock. You scan for the last price. I don't look at stocks below $10. Again, uh, any stock below $10 is typically a penny stock. So these are stocks that are very volatile. You can either make a lot of money or lose a lot of money. Um, so I look for stocks that are at least $10. So you just put minimum price of a $10 in the last price. Um, I also look for stocks that have a high volume. If there's not enough volume, volume is basically how many trades are being made on that stock for the day. And it's important because if there's not enough volume, you might be stuck in that trade. So you want to have a volume of at least about 100,000. If you're more risk averse, I'll say start with a million volume. So here I put 100,000, set that as a stock, uh, the stock volume query. There's something here called here is a sizzle index. A thing that I found out, so I spent some time this week on the phone with customer support with Thinkorswim and they taught me about this great thing called sizzle index. And basically what that is, it tells you um, the, the, the rate at which this option for a specific stock is being traded. So say, um, I'm looking at Apple stock. Typically the sizzle, which is just how much the option is being traded is probably an average two. This week it might be, oh, 40, 40, a sizzle index number of 40. That means it's trading twice as much as possible. So that's a great indicator of, hey, there's something going on with this stock. You can make a lot of money or lose a lot. There's like movement going on for you to keep track of. So that's a sizzle index. So I look for a sizzle index of about five. Um, the person told me that on average, an average sizzle index is about two. So five is okay. It's starting to make movements. So that's something there. Then again, RSI. I have a, uh, a query here for RSI. So when you have all these um, criteria for your strategy included, you just click scan. It searches through. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you have to um, change a couple of the metrics that you use. But once it has scanned, some of the, stock, the stocks that will meet that criteria are listed under here in this section. Um, it's not showing up right now, probably because the markets are closed right now. So one of the things to be mindful of scanners typically don't work too well when the markets are closed, but they work best when the markets are open. So in the pre-market, during the regular market hours and things like that. But yeah, so that's a quick crash course on how you can create your own scanner. Um, this is a super great tool for you to use. You can create as many as you want, you can save them. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I like Thinkorswim. So basically this is what it looks like when you run your scanner you see a list of stocks. You can choose top 50, top 20, and things like that. Again, to answer the question, to find stocks to invest in, if you're trying to save time and not spend all the time doing research, I highly recommend using scanners or any of the pre-made lists on platforms like Webull or Robinhood. There's a couple of different websites that have a couple that are for free. You don't have to pay for any of these and they do all the work for you. Um, it's interesting because you can have scanners and lists for three different types of things. You can have scanners that track technical stuff, like the one I showed you with think or swim that is a technical scanner because i'm using indicators and metrics and numbers to find those stocks you can find some that just for fun fundamentals so fundamental stuff like earnings um dividends kind of how hero said you can find those you can create a scanner or a list of okay what upcoming earnings are there and those are available online and you can find some just on hype 
some that have a lot of news getting put out. How many times are stocks being mentioned in the news? That's a great way to look at things. You want to ride the hype and buy, buy into the momentum um, and sell before the momentum dies. So these are three different types of scanners and lists. And that is the lesson of the week. Any questions on that? No, like I said, uh, and the scanners and lists, they, they might be one in the same to the extent yep. of like just name and titles, but like list also can help you organize. Like uh, they're so important for like, if you just, if you're looking at your portfolio and it's not itemized on different levels, like I have stocks in multiple lists because they yep. do multiple things for me. Like, Oh, I know the trend. Like a lot of people only have lists of positivities. I also want, I also make lists and scanners for people who are for dumb people. Like, Hey, what stock has lost the most money and who won't stop believing in these stocks? Like that, like AMC is on my list today. And it's because I know that there are people out there that still believe movie theaters are going to come back in the next year. And I'm banking on them, hoping that that's real. So I can make money off of their losses. So don't don't be like one one track mind with these lists. Diversify, experiment. Yep, and that's actually a great point. I also do the same thing on my Think or Swim um, account. I have two. I have actually two, but technically three. Um, I have a long term section for stocks that I'm not looking to sell anytime soon. I categorize them in that group or that list so that I can be organized in terms of what am I tracking. Then I have, which I don't really check that much. Probably once a week. But then I have another list, which is for swings. These are ones I actually have to pay attention to because I'm only trying to get in and out within a couple of days to a week. So those are then I have an un- unallocated. So when I, whenever I buy a new stock or option, it automatically goes to unallocated. Then I switch it to the right list or group. So that's a great point, Hero. Um, and that is our list of the week. If you want to hear more about that, feel free to comment uh, a uh, question after we post this or send us a question or join the tribe. Next up, we have the book club. This is our newest segment um, inspired by Hero. And basically during this section, what we do is um, with our tribe mentality, we love to keep each other accountable and learn and grow together, as we said in the intro. Basically every week or every bi-weekly, we'll have a selected uh, reading, like one chapter or article that we love to read, or maybe an online course, we'll have everybody watch it, read it, or consume it, and we all share ideas. So this week, we are choosing a great book created by Kevin Trades. If you don't know who he is, he's a great um, stock trader, options trader. He's available on IG and all different platforms. Um, he just released a digital book that goes over a lot of the kind of his blueprint for trading. And the thing I like about this book, I've skimmed through it, is that it's not it's straight to the point, no fluff, no nothing. He just tells you, hey, this is what you need to know. This is strategies for different things, different things like that. This is how you go from beginner to expert, just like the keywords you need, strategies, how to use in different situations and scenarios. And it gives you a very specific guide to stock trading, options trading, market analysis, and all things that he uses to actually make money. So he pretty much gave you his entire blueprint, his entire plan. And I've seen and had conversations with him on Instagram and his DMs, and he has a wealth of knowledge. Um, the retail price for this book is $100. Um, the discount price, if you use the discount codes and things like that, you can get it to as low as $42. Or you can get a 15% off code using the Trade Tribe. So definitely go check it out. His website is kevintrades.com. You can see the referral link on here. It will also be in the caption. But make sure you use the, the referral discount and referral code, the Trade, um, trade Tribe, T-R-A-D-E-T-R-I-B-E. Get 15% off. And I'm mad you. I'm mad you. I'm not. I'm not mad, but I'm also very proud. Like my man got a discount code with the trade. <laughs> like I, I'm. I'm proud of you. 
<laughs> you feel me? You feel me? Got to get it going. Put the whole team on. Put the tribe on. Um, so that's my free throwaway giveaway to you guys. Um, get that discount code. This discount price of $42 will probably be gone soon. Um, but if that is gone, definitely use the trade tribe code, trade tribe, and you get 15% off. But hopefully next week, everybody gets through and we'll have a discussion about this. Um, and yeah, anything about that, uh, we'll talk about it in the next couple episodes. The uh, assignment for this week is to read chapter one at least, and we'll dive into that. All right. And on to the next segment, week in review. This week, a lot. This past two weeks, there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, from stalemate in the stimulus talks, um, debate back and forth between the Republicans and the Democrats, um, fears of a rise in COVID cases going on in, in Europe as well as in America, uh, pretty much across most states in the United States. Um, Two thousand accounts got hacked on Robinhood. Uh, Zoom, well, not really hacked, but essentially, people uh, hackers have got access to. Passwords from a different website, uh, and we'll talk more about that. Zoom released a lot of new features and a new tool that is bringing pretty much challenging Microsoft and Google as competitors. Um, Apple event, Apple had a really dope event where they released the new iPhone 12s as well as a HomePod and talked about their, uh, some of the things they're looking for in the future. And of course, Amazon Prime Day. Um, then we'll just also talk about some of the options, profits, losses, and stocks that we've invested in over the past two weeks and how those turned out. But first off, the stalemate and the stimulus talk. I feel like Hero know best about that. Um, the, it's a stalemate in the sense of if you think if I'm talking to the people, right? If you think you're <laughs> if you are if you need a check right now, you you're on your last leg and you don't know what you're gonna do. That's check. Um, I'm here to tell you, you're not gonna get a check until after the election. Um, Trump put out a tweet basically stating if I don't get it, there won't be a check until I'm reelected. So basically a quid pro quo for the stimulus check. And you have to remember that it's a lot of people are sitting here saying the Democrats and Republicans need to come together. It, it is a political football now. People's financial 240,000 people are dead from the coronavirus. This is no longer about, you know, saving lives. Too many people have already died. It's about maintaining control and it, it's a world it's a one-off to think about all the things that are going on such as like the supreme court justice being picked the election in the backdrop but basically mm-hmm. this check is a is a form of goodwill if this check comes out before the election it's it's a it's a it's a it's a free pass to the republican party saying hey look hey look we, we got you guys a check before the election it, and when in reality uh, people should have been getting checks at least once a month for the last eight months. Uh, our brothers to the north, even our sisters to the south, have figured it out. Australia's figured it out. The stall, the stall on the check isn't about money; it's about power. And mm-hmm. and to be frank, the Democrats are just as guilty as the Republicans. But you have to remember, it's not a, it's, it's not a, it's not as nuanced as you want it to be. It's about understanding the catastrophic issue that will arise if Trump wins again. And anything that helps Trump win cannot be given to him. And if that means, and once again, 240,000 people are dead, that is tragic, but it's already political football. At this point, uh, if you could save 2 million people, then yeah, 200,000 doesn't look that big anymore. So that's their strategy. 
uh, relief will come after the election. But if you are here waiting on your check, you're not going to get it this year. Just make that straight out clear. The staleness is from that ideology. And that's actually a great point. And like I was following a little bit of the talks on Twitter and basically Trump was just pretty much throwing his weight around like, yo, Democrats, y'all being too greedy and no, we're not having no more talks. Like, and that literally tanked the market. market. I think he dropped about two percent, and just by him tweeting that, and he's like, it's just he just throwing his wit around and just showing, hey, it, it, you have to stop what you're doing. You have to understand, like this man, this is a person who thought you needed an ID, a, a, a state ID, to go buy groceries. This is a person who brags about health care and has no plan. This is a person who has COVID. And got mad when someone told him you can't be next to people to do your debate. All these ideologies have to be condensed into this person. And more the reason why you got to vote and get them out. Uh, make sure you guys register to vote. There'll be uh, something that flashes on the screen or information about it in the bottom. I got a yep. video on Monday dropping about who. If you don't know who to vote for, I'm going to tell you who to vote for. <laughs> I got a little <laughs> video. I got a video about it. So it, it's crazy. That out. It's crazy definitely go check that out um but yeah basically based off the stalemate and the stimulus talks as well as the rise in covid cases the market has been going kind of oscillating back and forth um stocks are not knowing what to do so at the beginning of this past week the stocks were up but then since tuesday it started dropping slightly so on the spy although the spy has been going up over the past two weeks you what i'm noticing is i'm starting to see kind of a bullish flag and if you don't know what a bullish flag is it's basically a stock um a, a popular pattern where it's going up, but it slightly drops down, making a flat pattern, and it bounces back up to keep on going straight. So I'm seeing that, but it's looking weak on the end side of the bull flag section. So it might be signs of a sell-off. I am not sure, but we'll be interested to see that. But basically, those two things are pretty much what are moving the market the most out of everything. If you're tracking the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, you see that this, these two things are pretty much what is moving the markets the most. Um, and it would be interesting to see how those look um, moving ahead. But please, everybody, be safe. Make sure you vote. Uh, make sure you be safe. COVID is still a real thing for those that you that say, hey, it's not going anywhere. I'm just getting too comfortable. It's still a real thing. And people are being affected greatly. So if you can. 54,000 cases in one day. Yep. And it's only getting worse. Like U.S. is what? We're almost at 300,000 now or no? Oh, no. We're banking on 200, 240,000. Okay. So we're halfway to 300,000 already. So that's scary. Um, so yeah, wear your mask, social distance, hand sanitizers, same things that we we're talking about in March. <laughs> just follow, just follow the rules from April. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next thing is very interesting. This past week on Thursday, um, news broke out that articles saying, "Hey, 2,000 accounts got hacked on Robinhood," and this is interesting because a lot of these article headlines are very misleading. I actually almost fell for it too, and Hero corrected me. But basically what had happened, and Hero or someone else will talk more about it, is on Robinhood about hackers were able to get the login information for about 2,000 accounts um, from a different website where most people had used the same email and password for both of their accounts, and they were able to get access to it. So now that some of them lost their money, some of them got hacked into, not really hacked, but more so just got, uh, someone else got access to their account. Um, and this is crazy because um, it shows that Every web, every platform is still susceptible, and that's why it's very important for you to have two factor, two factor authentication. If you see two FA, Robinhood actually released um, a, 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 a statement saying, "Yeah, people should have two factor authentication uh, enabled to make sure that they can prevent this." So, if you do not have that on your account, 
please go ahead and do it. I am actually going to go check after this episode to make sure that I have mine set up to help prevent people. Because if you're putting your money into an account, you want it to be safe. Yes, it's FCI, uh, FC, whatever insured. FCI insured. Yep. And you can still, you still don't want to lose it. So make sure you have as much security on your accounts and things like that. Uh, but it's very interesting because um, that also segments into the next thing, which is, um, and I believe the platform that people are, they got the access to as a copy trading platform. If, and correct me if I'm wrong. And, uh, it's it's one of those similar uh, websites where it's, it, it's one of the, the, we have this great thing that can help you make a lot of money quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even on the website, it posts like Webull. It, 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 influ- it encourages you to, hey, if you're on Webull, if you're on Robinhood, uh, this is going to be great for you. And they use that weakness of people desperate in the market to exploit them. And even yep. some smart people, there are people, like there wasn't a small amount. There's a guy on there who lost $250,000. Like these aren't small accounts. These are people. What? Yeah, like people. You he out- lost it? they they stole his account from him so like he lost wow. all that money and that fci insurance only covers you for so long and it's going to take you months if not years to get all of that back like that's not a simple call state farm type shit that's a you <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna have to go to court you're gonna have to pay a lot of money for that that money back like, i, I like, just see them creating a commercial like like a good neighbor state farm is here <laughs> <laughs> like like Jake from State Farm is not going to come help you. Like that's oh. <laughs> you're going to court. You're going to be standing in front of judges. You're going to need lawyers. Um, uh, go ahead. It's very interesting seeing that like this is a booming in business that's going on, especially in the UK. It's called copy trading, and that's basically where a professional or someone that deems themselves as a professional, because no one else is, no one is ever sure if you're a professional or not in investing, but they deem themselves as a professional and say, "Hey, these are my trades. Come copy my trades for a fee." You got to subscribe to my page or platform. And it's different ways that this is done, like signals, group chats, signals, things like that. But there are specific copy trade platforms like eToro. And they're super popular, especially in the UK, all different places. And it's starting to move to the US. A lot of people are starting to pick up on this in the US. And it's crazy because as this is happening, it's only creating a space where these markets could be more manipulated. Because if you remember, Robinhood is selling your data to all these other financial institutions. And if the financial institutions can see exactly who you're copying and what you're doing, guess what? They're going to mess up your trades because they're going to outsmart you and outthink you and things like that. It's like, it's just a lose-lose on every end. Because one, if you're copy trading someone, you're not really learning how to invest or trade. Yeah, you're making a quick buck based off someone that might. It's not even guaranteed because the person could um, make a bad trade. But that's also going to affect you in the long run because all this stuff is now becoming more popular and becoming more accessible with, with these companies selling your data and financial institutions being smarter, like, I always think from a point of, hey, no matter how good I feel, how much money I'm making, I'm still a beginner. I'm still learning and I can still mess up. So I don't try to sell my signals or things like that, but it's still good to still learn because when you feed into these kind of things, it just makes things worse for other people and it makes you stay hooked onto it. So if you can, please avoid um, buying into options or buying into signals from people or doing copy trading. Um, because this is the results um, of some of the side um, consequences of things that could happen with that. And I'd love to hear your points on that too. Uh, Are you talking to the crowd or are you talking to me? Uh, To you. (laughs) Uh, So the thing about it is because copy paste trading is essentially every beginner's crash Mm -hmm. course. Uh, Like if you're watching this right now, you're doing a version of it. 
But with the benefit from it here is we give you explanations. We tell you why we have it. We also do something that those things are. If you're, if you're looking at the screen, you're going to see our failures. Uh, we have our losses put up here. And that's a, that's a distinct difference. For The first question I ask anybody before they want, oh, here, I want to invest. I want to do something. And I immediately say, well, I have two videos out on it. So what have you, what have you learned from my two videos on it? And they say, oh, well, can you send me the link? All right, send you a link. They come back. Okay, so what are you trading? No, no, no. What do you want to trade? Because I am in the far, I'm a dividends trader. I'm a boring trader by trade. I'm a scraper and I go in and pull my 3% every week and I'm satisfied. Yeah. Don't like look at by comparisons. My account is small compared to everyone else, but that is the lane that I played. I came into the game with $15.34. Now I have 1,600. Like that's small. That's and people hear that like, wow, you came up. Like, no, that's a very small amount. But for a dividend trader, a scrape trader, that's amazing. Yep. So everybody does a version of this. But ultimately, the type of trader you are and become is is an is identified through your ability to take certain things from each person. When Taufik puts up his scanners and he puts up his stuff, I don't use it all of them i'll take things that i like about it oh when they're talking about uh uh trades where they're making 800 80 percent increase that's great for them but is that going to be something that you're going to be able to keep up with because for every person that's telling you that they made money that was at a certain snapshot picture moment a perfect time that time is gone when you're watching this the time is already gone so you're going to have to come up and develop your own plan on how to get back in. And you can't do that copy pasting. You're going to have to develop your own uh, method of trading. Definitely. Definitely. That's something that we love to hold. Like we mean it when we say it, like we show you our wins our losses. What are we looking at? What are we not looking at? And that's not what these copy traders will give you. They're just going to give you what you need, which is what, what you ask for, which is a signal. But if you, you could lose or not, if you don't do your due diligence. So we live by what we preach. So if you can, Please avoid these copy trading platforms or uh, things like that and try to build a tribe for yourself, build a community, build a team, someone that you can, people can learn with and learn how to actually trade for yourself. Because there's so much potential learning to trade for yourself versus relying on somebody else. Um, but that is the TED Talk for today. They want to talk y'all ears off regarding <laughs> that. And we'll get back into the weekend review. Um, other things that happened this week was Zoom released a lot of new features. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, they did release a new app. Like you can get like 50 people on there or something like that. <laughs> and it's, it's really dope because this is changing. They're really focusing and trying to leverage this hype and the wave that is coming on with the COVID wave and things like that. And I think they have a lot of huge potential. Like just by them announcing that, I think their stock went from 500 to 560 literally in one day. And that's literally just based off that news. So that was crazy seeing that this past week. Um, and I think they're really starting to really compete with Microsoft Teams, Google's Hangouts, and all these different platforms. And they could really ho- own this game if they if they stick to it. So that's something that to look at if you buy into Zoom. It, it potentially could be a good buy-in. Um, decide up to you if you do your own due diligence. It, it looks a little bit over so overbought to me. Uh, so and, and, and I and I would be willing to challenge you on that because for me, it, once again, when we, me and you were there when in April when Zoom got its spike. And yep. even then we were like $140. I'm not paying $140 <laughs> for no Zoom. And now look at the price. Like no, definitely. It's 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 so important. Even, there's nothing wrong if you have the capital for it. There's nothing wrong with buying one share. 
that, no, that's spiral. There's nothing wrong with buying one share. A total investment, 60 shares? Okay, now you're pushing it. But <laughs> to be oversold is one hell of a statement because you're banking on dumb people. Yep. So, and I'll let you finish up with that, but they don't be, don't believe it. Don't believe the hype, but buy into it. <laughs> no, like, definitely, don't... definitely. This is something I'm, I, I don't mind. I actually want, I don't mind being wrong on. Yeah, for like, sure. If I'm wrong, great. Someone out there in the world is making money off Zoom. I made my money off Zoom already. So I'm already trying to find the next thing. And I've learned that because typically when these stocks shoot up, they go parabolic. Guess what? Two weeks later, they're going to come down hard. So Zoom could be that. So if you can, be careful for your stop loss and things like that. But I see a lot of potential for Zoom. Despite me thinking it may still be oversold, I see a lot of potential for Zoom. And it's something and we know, that... And we know why. It's because uh, traditionally these schools, public schools don't have money. Google mm-hmm. Hangout, Microsoft, all that stuff, all those features to get 50 people's faces on the screen for these yep. kids, that costs money. Zoom isn't charging people that. Zoom has even made it free to the extent where like, oh, I think like you can do... uh like hotspots now for them like that's incredible like they've they've really when we say pandemic strong these are companies that are pandemic strong like they have survived they've yep. figured it out yep zoom and all these different stocks these are stocks that are gonna make it through the the pandemic and gonna even do better based off the pandemic so that is a great point um and yeah so I, I do see a lot of potential for Zoom. That might be a good investment. I'm going to be making a lot of swing trades off of that. So definitely <laughs> see that in the tune. Uh, but yeah, another one is Apple. Apple event, man. When I tell you I love Apple, Apple is probably my second favorite stock. I made so much money off Apple. And to see them doing great with all the different products is just exciting. Um, this past week, they had their Apple event. Um, they released and announced the new iPhone 12s. Um, these will have 5G capabilities. So this is a huge move for Apple with their um, phones. And they also released a new product called the HomePod. So this is basically um, their version of pretty much Amazon Echo, um, a speaker that you can put in your house. It's smart connected, things like that. You can even connect multiple in a mesh and have it play music all over your house if you have more than two. So these are a lot of really dope products that I feel like are really good. And the thing about them is they created five different versions of the iPhone 12. So now anyone with the different criteria or budgets could buy one. So this is a really dope um, event. I wasn't able to really attend it, but I got a lot of the news afterwards. Um, and I'd love to hear what you think about it. I think this is really huge because I think Apple did well based off that. Their stock went up. Um, and yeah. They definitely, it was a good, I, I watched it and uh, got a little bit of information off of it. it they started going to numbers. What it, what they've done is kind of gone back to the iPhone 3. They paid homage to the iPhone 3. The thing that made mm-hmm. the iPhone so great was its accessibility. But mm-hmm. clearly... If you pick up the iPhone three, it's it, it's it was the same side as the fifth generation iPod, and this is super small by comparison. But what they've done is made it accessible, and when when you make something accessible, it gives it gives the credence or credence to believe that you are in the know. Everyone wants to act like they're part of the crew, and that's what this iPhone does. There's so many different classes for them, but they all do the same thing. All the same hardware of the Max Pro minus the cameras and the pixels. Mm-hmm. But as far as the engine and what's underneath, they're all the same. And that's something that's called, it makes it accessible. The The Home Echo or the Home Pod, the Apple, is sort of like, if the, even though the design of that Apple Pod, it sort of looks like one of those gourmet apples you see at yep. the grocery stores. Yep. It, it looks fancy and it acts as an intercom it acts as a like a, a that's cost like six hundred dollars to install into a house 
but you can or you can just buy you know a hundred dollar version of it right here and it plays music for you so i really enjoyed it um apple has continued to develop and that's what you like to see in a stock develop exactly and that's some they have so many things that make their stock so um so enticing such as the fact that all of their products look cool like have you seen any i've not seen really many apple products that didn't look like you didn't want to buy it like they're really good at adding that cool factor to all their products from their macbook their phones and so on and so forth even their services and they, they just look good like you want to buy it so that gets so that shows that hey they know what their customers want and that's going to bring in more revenue but something i also love is like how they make an ecosystem for the devices like if you have an iphone you not you don't have the blue message, or if you don't have an iPhone and you don't have that blue message, like you feel like an outsider. <laughs> what? Like hey, girls, girls can't text me a lot of green, hearts. Oh yeah, yeah. Green bubble text, gross. <laughs> gross. And the way you can connect your messages on your phone to your laptop and all these different things, and just the way that all these devices connect and the whole ecosystem of these devices, I think it's just a great thing that kind of acts as an economic moat for their stock. Like you can disrupt that as easily because you don't see any as many companies doing that too apple pretty much owns that whole ecosystem so with that that is something that makes apple super enticing i'm in apple for a long run that's one of my long-term stocks so i just it was really good to see that event and just see the advances they made um but yeah also prime day prime day took place this year 13 to the 14th um i know a lot of people don't like amazon because of Oh, I don't want to support some a company like that, which is great. I understand. I can relate. But <laughs> can you? Can the world, you the world, the world, the, the way the world works is people don't need to buy stuff. People love convenience, and Amazon is solving that convenience. Of course, they have a lot of issues with um, environmental friendliness, and they should do more work. I'll definitely add to that that they need to do a lot more work, especially if they're trying to top dominate this stuff because the Earth matters more than just convenience. But Prime Day is just an example of why, how consumer sentiment is increasing over um, quickly, especially during this day and age of the digital age. Um, pretty much, they pretty much been setting out. I think about since they released their first Prime Day, the stock, the, the trajectory of the stock literally picked up almost exponentially. Like it was going up, but once they had their first ever Prime Day, the stock just started going up and up and up. So Prime Day is a really great way for them to get um, a lot new revenue and help their stock go up. I'm not sure how much their stock went up based off this Prime Day, but it is something to note that Prime Day is a huge thing, not only for them to for you to get discounts, but for the company as well, because it drives their, their sales, their revenue, gets people hooked on the platform, get people to subscribe to Prime Day, to Prime memberships and things like that. Uh, but it also just shows proof that um, retail and e-commerce is the new wave. This, this, this is what's going to happen. And it's interesting because now that it's COVID, there probably won't be a Black Friday, but it will be virtual. So the, yeah. next, the next Prime Day is going to be Black Friday, Cyber Monday, things like that. So it's interesting seeing that this past week. Uh, no, absolutely. And I, I I sit here and, you know, I'm one of those critics of Prime Day, but I, I'm a Prime member. Um, the, the problem is the the fact that we didn't see that and it, it begs the question amazon needs to split amazon needs a split because right. because there's they they the money that they are making their growth is no longer exponential it's it's static and during a time and this is something that you have to pay attention to during a time where jeff bezos has made billions during a mm-hmm. pandemic so his profits and earnings aren't hurting If there was ever a time to, and we know that during the pandemic, we saw an increase of 35% of people investing in the stock market. What better time to 
double up on your on your point by adding all this new money because there's a flu for the 35 percent that entered in almost 95 percent of those 35 are out they either because they're out of money or because they didn't know what they were doing in the first place it just seemed like a strategic from a strategic standpoint you see two other big dogs do it and they are tesla's already almost back up to 500 and Apple did it in their in their and they did it right before their event. Amazon Prime Day is a perfect example of what's going on. There wasn't as much buying as uh, people anticipated this year. Duh, it's a pandemic, but now this is also giving every other retailer insight into the market before holiday season push. Exactly. It's, and and the fact that Amazon didn't capitalize on that lets me know that they are not confident in this model right now. So mm-hmm. why not? Like, why not do something to really push the market for your benefit? And I, the confidence in buying is down. For the first time in a generation, in console generation history, I'm not buying a console this year. Interesting. You're not getting the Xbox Series X. You're not getting the PS5. I, just be just out of this. It meant from us, and it's not from a financial standpoint. I can buy it. I can afford it. But just from a mental standpoint, it doesn't compute for me to be like. Yeah, this is what I need right now. Like the morale of people are down and depressed people don't buy shit. Yeah. Like a depressed, like what America's going to find out is people, oh, uh, health and mental health and awareness and all this stuff isn't important. But, but as a, as a consumer, oh, it's important because as a consumer, my, my fridge is empty right now. I have money in my account, (laughs) but I'm just, it's depressing to go outside. Yeah. So I'm not going and I won't go until I'm absolutely down to my last fucking egg. And then <laughs> I'll go outside because it's all about necessity now. So there's, if you know, 240,000 people are dead and you're standing in line for a PlayStation five, you seem, you feel dirty, you feel dirty. And yeah. the retailers are going to suffer from this. And I think Amazon got the first blow and I, and it's, uh, we're going to find out what happens into this new cycle for sure. And that's interesting. That's actually a really great point. But before I segment to the next point, if any ladies, <laughs> anyone at all is interested <laughs> or looking for someone to buy a PS5 or L or Xbox Series X, I am here, right here. Um, Shouldn't you get an Xbox Series free? I feel like you should get that for free. <laughs> now, my company, Microsoft don't play. They give you a discount, but they don't give you that shit for free. They say, we need to make money. Tell them we're reviewers. We'll review the game for them. I, well, they'll, Max, they'll give us an extra 5% discount. They, they're stingy. They they, they treat us well. They treat us very crazy. well. But they know how to run a business. They know okay. how to run a business. They're not going to give out free Xbox Series Xs. Tell them that you're a popular YouTuber and you want to you wanna do it. <laughs> One day, I'm hoping one of the people that listen to our podcast on YouTube are willing to buy me one. You know, keep me that'll keep me inspired to keep these episodes coming out every hey, time. I'll do even it. do a segment or review on the episode one day. Like, how is it going with it? Um, yeah, but if anyone at all wants to buy me one, definitely feel free to do so. I am not a, a, uh, opposed to it. Um, but it's interesting on based off your last point in terms of the uh, retail spending. So the uh, consumer report spending report came out. I think it was earlier this last week or two weeks um, for September. And basically it's actually positive news. Um, They basically said that um, despite a lack of renewed aid from Washington, U.S. retail sales have rose about 1.9%, which is better than expected in September. Um, So that kind of marks the fifth consecutive month of increase. So I guess spending is increasing. Um, And I, those consumer reports, any consumer report from this Mm -hmm. year 
I I don't I don't watch I don't see because right. we, since when did we start comparing month to month? Isn't it always year to year? I think it was quarterly before. It, okay, so quarterly. Last year, a quarter last year ago, these numbers are recession yep. numbers. Pre-pandemic, so, yep. Yeah. I don't once again, you can you can't tell me, "Oh, this shit looks nice." It's still shit. Like it's yep. a bow on shit it's still shit so like i consumer numbers from this quarter to quarter who cares Mm -hmm. about that we literally have cheesecake factory might go under i might (laughs) never be able to go to a cheesecake factory. i've never been to a cheesecake factory but the fact that i might not ever be able to go now that bothers me (laughs) and and, that makes you mad yeah that makes me mad i'll never go to one but the fact that i can't go to one (laughs) that's the part that hurts Facts, facts. But that's actually a great point with like how like a lot of these reports and articles, again, we keep saying the same thing over. They're misleading. You got to do your deeper. Like if you got to go deeper and see how it affects you, like it could be pre, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic are two different things. So you got to look at it, how you kind of look at it, how it benefits you. But it's interesting to see. It's, that's actually a great point that some this thing could be misleading. Um, and I can see both sides. So that is a great point. Um, but yeah, that's basically our week in review. A couple of more highlights. Um, based off, uh, again, as you are listening to these episodes, we are telling you stuff that we are invested in, what are we trading, and we're not just holding information. We want to be tra- as transparent as possible, but this week has been a great week for a lot of our tribe members. One of our tribe members, special shout out to Jeremy Osei, he is up 691% on the options call for NIO. NIO is the electric vehicle company, and he bought into this option call in about March, and now he's almost 700% up on that call and that's the power of options but also the power of just holding something for long and being patient that's what between march and now that's about what six seven months so far six seven months seven hundred and eight he probably bought it on pennies yeah he bought that shit on dollars on the dollar right and that's the power of making your own investments like what if you do all this investment like yeah go do those 401ks or our roth iras mutual funds yeah you get what seven percent fifteen percent a year but if you take control of your own investment, these are the numbers you can really get. And that's why I'm never going to give up on being a trader. I'm going to keep yeah. going until I go oh, broke. Yeah, you, I would have, I'll, I'll be, I'd probably venture to say before I stop trading, I'd, I'd ask one of my family members for money before I give up on trading. Like it's just, <laughs> cause it's like, I just have that much faith in it. Like yep. I've, I've lost a lot, but I've also made so much more. I've paid rent yep. off of some stock. Yes. I've you paid make- rent. Some of the profits I made in one day is enough to cover my rent for a month. And that mm-hmm. is powerful. Just be able to say that, yo, in one day I made my rent. Every All the remaining 29 to 30 days, all that money is mine. Yeah. To keep or invest even more. And that is powerful. Um, but some of the other highlights, um, uh, I believe this was Hamid's trade, Microsoft option call. He was up, seven, he made 70%, 75% off that. Uh, I made 67% off Apple. That was a really good trade around the time before the Apple event. Um, I kind of saw the, the trend there. Spy, I made a great 50% return off Spy. I am actually very mad, though, because that day that I sold the Spy trade, I got in, the, I think, two days before it, and the day I was planning to sell, I woke up two hours late. And because of that, I missed the best peak to buy. If I sold it at the opening, it would have been, like, what, 80%? So I missed that about 30% because I woke up late. So this is really, re- this is a very great point and lesson in, hey, you should have a really good schedule and be mindful of what you're, um, how you're trading and how your schedule works to your trading style. So for me, give, I'm uh, say it again. Now I was going to say, just to give a little bit of context, because uh, we've been saying like time, uh, yeah. 
the traditionally the stock market's best numbers unless for for god forbid trump tweet something uh is the from opening bell all the way up to 15 minutes into the market 15 minutes into the from the opening bell some of the biggest trades go down, go down. and yep. and if you can catch one of those waves if you're focused in and you really can catch one of those waves, you can be in and out and that's why waking up two hours after the bell could be so detrimental because you really could be, yeah so that was just it and in this case, I was lucky that it didn't completely tank. So I'm glad I was able to get that 50%. But it was a really good trade that I called out, uh, made a 50% return off that. Um, a couple other ones, I made a quick 10-minute scalp off Netflix, 23% profit in 10 minutes. Um, that's a couple hundred dollars, but how much I put in. And that literally just shows, again, what you said, rent in 10 minutes. That's my rent money in 10 minutes. Uh, another one was Zoom. Zoom um, shot up from 500 to 560. So if you got into that, you made a lot of money. One of the trades that our members made was 78% return. Um, a couple other ones. I called out Piton on the last call, or last two calls, actually. I made 25% off the stock swing. I think I held it for two weeks, made 25% profit, sold out because it was dipping again. Um, but then I think I bought in again because I saw it still, after the dip, it was going back up. So I'm buying back into that. Tesla, this is our own favorite hero. He got 20% off a of Tesla swing. Um, also 4% off a of Starbucks swing. So and a, just ways. a quick heads up for that, because I think in the last one, I talked about how I it completely bombed for me. Like it didn't yep. work because of what happened. I went down 18, 18% so, and I ended up growing back to 4%. So really that's the differential. I stayed in it because I trusted the process mm-hmm. and I ended up getting 4% on it and walking away. But like, that's just further proof for when I go back to Starbucks and be able to uh, use this knowledge from the central chance. So don't give up on that. 4% might look small, yep. but it's really hidden behind a major deficit. 4% off something like 10,000 is still decent. That's $400. 4% off 100,000. That's 4,000. 4% Man. off a million. That's 40,000. Those yeah. percentages still work. No yeah. small percentages still work. So don't, don't, that's, that's half of, of a year's worth in S&P 500. They'll tell you, oh yeah, S&P 500. If you beat the market, it's 7%. Yeah. So that's half of that in literally what, a week? A week. So over the year, that is huge. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Also, to be transparent, we did have a couple losses. For me personally, um, two of the call-outs I made was Gold and Carvana. And these were actually in the profit when they were going up. But then the, the, that day that Trump made a tweet, the market tanked. And those calls quickly reversed from profit to um, losses. So this is a proof of how risky uh, options can be. Um, but the thing that I'm still alive here today is because I put in my risk management. I don't put my whole account in. I put a small percentage of my portfolio size into each trade so that I don't lose all my money. And also I have stop losses. I could have let this go all the way to negative 100% loss on my money, but I got out. I should have got out sooner, but based because I was super believing in the the, the setup because of the technical setup and the, the due diligence that I did, but a lot of external factors messed up the trade. So again, this is proof that a lot of things, no matter how well prepared you are, you can still lose money. So it's good to have risk management in place. So I lost about 70% off gold. Um, um, also lost 67% on the Carvana call. Um, and I lost $20. It was a small loss on Sony. But the reason why it was that small was because I put my stop loss. It was a swing trade. I thought it was going to go up. Lost $20 because I got out before it tanked. Um, and yeah, that is pretty much the last two weeks in review. We can go on to the week ahead. This week, didn't see much going on this week. Um, we are in the middle of corporate season or corporate earnings season. This is pretty much the period of time each quarter where a lot of companies are throwing their earnings out, telling us how they did over the past quarter. 
Um, and yeah, and another article I read, I'm not sure how true this is, it was interesting. Um, it, was, I, it was, I think the facts that come from a website called Fact Set. Uh, and basically it said that overall, companies across the S&P 500 are expected to report a roughly 20% decline in earnings. And that's probably because of all the stuff going on with the pandemic, things like that, which is feasible. So I'd love to hear your, your ideas on that, Hero. But there is an expected decline in earnings. So if you are, be careful, be pay attention to the earnings of the stocks you're involved in. Some of the main ones this week coming in are Snapchat, Netflix, Chipotle, Tesla, and American Airlines. So if you are in any of those stocks or care about those stocks, definitely be on the lookout for those. And if you don't know uh, about puts, now would be a good time. Um, yep. Uh, I believe it. Uh, even companies, there are companies who were built to be pandemic proof and mm-hmm. they're still blaming the pandemic. Uh, Quibi, they're literally a Qubit streaming or Qubit, uh, no Quibi Q-E, I think I don't know how to pronounce it but I know the one you talk about Q-I- yeah. Q-U-I-B-I yeah I think it's pronounced Quibi it's basically the streaming <laughs> platform and they are you, you can't say they're going to get on their call and say we failed because of the pandemic when you have Disney Plus Netflix HBO Max all doing well yeah it, a lot of these companies have have been run poorly since the beginning, and they're using the pandemic to get out. Uh, you know, AMC and American Airlines and uh, the uh, Transportation District, uh, the movie in the Transportation District, they have a, a reasonable excuse for bombing this year. But places like Cheesecake Factory, uh, not Cheesecake Factory, oh yeah, no, Cheesecake Factory, who has a store in every Simmons Mall, and has had year over year profits doesn't get to make excuses for their for their shortcomings because you can do roadside you can do uh pickup you can do socially distanced restaurants people are already going back out into the world i just there's this disdain i have for companies who have made money pay their people minimum wage and are now begging for handouts like when 1.6 when 1.2 trillion dollars is what's being used to revitalize our economy and 60% of it is going to companies, it makes me wonder, what are we paying taxes for? You, yeah. I'm going to buy your food, tax me on that food, and then give the money that I need to survive to buy that food. The vicious cycle, which is capitalism. But uh, yeah. I, I have no sympathy. Let all these fucking companies go under. I could, I'll, I'll, I'll get on a mega bus from here to the day I die. Like all these air, because it's ridiculous. The the fact that they're just now saying to themselves, "Hey, we should start cleaning up more." Before that is we let, crazy. Yeah. Hey, maybe packing us all into this plane as sardines isn't a good idea. There was at one point American Airlines, in particular, their CEO was going to approve. I don't know if you've ever been to Six Flags or one of these roller coasters that oh, the have, Superman, yeah. where you, if you remember getting into the seat of the Superman, your legs just dangle. Yep. And it's just like a, uh, it's like a bicycle seat. That was what they were going to install in planes. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> there, he, there was a blueprint for it and he got into a plane to test it and said, oh, it's not that bad. Uh, yeah. I, I sat there for like five or 10 minutes. It was, it was like being in a, an active spot these flights are six hours long wow so like the the disconnect the the fucking disconnect the disdain i i will never shed a tear for a ceo or major company (laughs) going under i i I will i will put a put on you and laugh at you that is the stock is going down yes that's a great point like 
for a lot of these things, especially earnings, I am pretty sure that Netflix and Tesla are going down post earnings. And I'm going to put, most likely going to put a put on both of these two. Oh, it's, the put's going to be 15 minutes max, but get, get, <laughs> get your, let their failures make you money. Yep. I'm a fan of it. I am a fan of it. Yep. And for those that don't want to put is a put is the option is the opposite of an options call. This is basically a bet saying that you believe the stock is going to go down and it's another way to make money as stocks are going down. So if Tesla goes drops and you have a put, you're going to make money as the stock is dropping. Um, it is more risky. So we're doing advice for beginners. But if you see a clear, hey, this stock is going down, a put is probably the way to go. If, um, if, if uh, the, the classic example I use is if Tesla, I'm waiting for the day Elon Musk uses the N word so I can make my million and never have to worry about this again. I think he already know. He's too smart to know he should not use it. The only nah, time nah, he's he, going to do if it. He says, if he says the N word, I'm pretty sure he pre-calculated and knows exactly the results and why he's going to say it. Oh no, for sure. But I just, I just hope it's like a mental gap. Him and Kanye are sitting down one day and recording himself like, Hey, yeah, guys, we're at this new Tesla shop. Yeah. I'm with my homeboy, Kanye West, my new. And then he's going to say it. And I'll be like, yep. Gotcha. Nah. <laughs> Now I can see that, but I don't think I don't know if you actually go through with that though. I, I don't know. These are my fantasies that I don't. They're not reality. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah, that is the week ahead. Um, pay attention to these earnings calls. Pay attention to the earnings call for any of the stocks that or positions that you're in, um, and just be careful with these earnings. I've been seeing a trend where after earnings, people are locking in profits and selling off. So most of these stocks, I believe, may drop. The only ones I think may still go up after earnings may be Snapchat and American Airlines, in my opinion, just because of external factors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is the week ahead. Um, and time for our members' picks. What are we looking at specifically? And I'll go first. As I said, based off Tesla and Netflix, um, Netflix and Tesla have been shooting up, shooting up, shooting up. This is the time for people to lock in their profits that for people have been investing in, especially after these earnings, which might be disappointing, might not be disappointing. But Tesla, I'm pretty sure it's going to drop post earnings a little bit. And I'm going to put a put most likely, but I'm going to keep pay attention as that, um, I guess, pans out. Also, Netflix, um, they have been on a great run up. So I think that this might be the time for people to lock in profits and sell out. Um, but I still see potential for it in the future. So it will go up long term. But for the short term, I think it may drop and people can make money off put. So that would be something mindful of. I am still looking at Carvana. I still believe in Carvana. Um, so I'm still paying attention to that. I am also looking at Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat has been putting a lot of articles out. I think they have a new competitor that has raised a huge amount of funding. I can't remember the name of what company is. Yeah, Tariq probably know about. Um, and a lot of people are thinking that despite this huge new competitor that raised about $100 million in funding for their startup, that Beyond Meat still has great competition and um, can still make it through that. So I think that is something to be mindful, watch out for. The whole plant-based meat industry is booming um super booming right now so i think that's something to pay attention to also DraftKings gaming online betting is picking up if you probably everyone that has listened to this right now probably knows a friend that has been involved in some sports betting fan duel draft kings so those will be stuff to pick um, pay attention to um this week also um i'll also be combining and trying out the scanners i don't just teach stuff i actually apply what i'm learning uh, so i'll be trying out the new scanners that i'm making trying out different scanners to see okay what are stuff i should be paying attention to and I'll be trying to combine that with the op- unusual options activity that I was talking about in the last episode. So combining both scanners and unusual options activity and seeing how that goes. So I'll probably talk about that next week or the week after. Um, other stocks on my watch list, just paying attention to are Asana, Asana, Palantir, and Snow. These are three tech companies that recently IPO'd. And I think there's a lot of potential for them. Asana being the team platform, 
um, Plantier being, I believe, the um, IT management, and Snow being a data um, data mining company. And those are my picks and things that I'm looking at. Um, Hero. Uh, for me, I'm looking. I'm looking for the L's this uh, next week. Um, I'm looking for some failures. Uh, Disney. Disney is on my list, um, and AMC is on my list, but uh, for two different reasons. So GameStop was just offered a contract from Microsoft, but the details of the deal have not come out. But we do have a snippet that for uh, every Xbox that is sold in GameStop uh, or game is going to give... uh, GameStop a discount or a, a percentage of that. Microsoft has big time money, so they can do something like that. But a lot of people are comparing this to the streamer effect. Like they're probably going to be getting like 0.00002% per sale, which amounts to nothing. Ask anybody who sells music on Spotify. Um, and once the true gist of what that account looks like comes out, then we're going to be able to say like, okay, GameStop is feeling. So GameStop went from like $4 to $16. Mm-hmm. Great. I sold out. Now I'm waiting for them to go back to $4. And during that, I'm going to go there. And then AMC, there's this big concern about a lot of these movie theaters closing down. And the the old, the old 1964 uh, amendment for monopolization of Disney has now popped back up. Because if all these movie theaters shut down and Disney wants to keep putting their movies out because they've fired a bunch of people and gone strictly streaming now, what happens when these movies are ready to come out? Do the monopolizations come back? Like, does Warner Brothers buy 17,000 movie theaters and only show Warner Brothers movies? The, the law has to change because if there's no place for them to publicly put out their platform, they should be allowed to then own their own privatized platforms to share their movies and this discussion is coming up uh no i don't see the courts doing this but i do see amc being bought out by hollywood therefore putting a debt yes like hollywood knows they can't because nobody wants paramount warner brothers cinemax and all these people they've either sold off to major companies or they're banking on the fact that this pandemic will end and i'm banking on that too but when at the end of the day these movies don't make money from streaming they make money from audience they make movies from yeah like that's how they make their money so they have to get back to that so i see hollywood buying amc out if wasn't someone trying to buy amc recently Um, yeah he bought 16 he bought 16 percent of their 16 percent of their uh uh, i forgot his name but uh he's the owner of paramount Oh, true, 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 true. So, um, no, I think it was someone else. I think it was Amazon was talking about Amazon potentially buying AMC. It was some random company that didn't make, really didn't connect, but I could see in a far stretched way. No, I'm not I, sure. But I, I, I welcome it. If the Jeff Bezos right. of the world, if Lucasfilm wants to buy the movie theater industry, do it. Because That's- ultimately, it's just going to be a better experience for us. Uh, and it gives the ability. It give, what it's going to give people the ability is to know that there's a an extra added level of care. There is this certain sense of the movie theaters didn't they didn't know how to do this, but right now movie theaters, concert venues, Live Nation, and all those places who haven't figured out how to get people into the building, they haven't figured out a way to do this safely. And if Amazon has the money to figure out how to make going to the movies safe again, I'm going to go to the movies. 
facts 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 but that's actually that's a, those are very fair points and i think that's people are still actually going to the movies right now it's down to, i mean it's like i think uh uh the one movie that i did want to see in the test too was uh the christopher uh, christopher nolan movie um in uh tenet tenet did horrible at the box office only had a 22 20 million that's that movie cost 200 million so they they didn't make the money back they didn't uh, and that's not even without the whole like advertising thing it was it was proof that people aren't no matter even if it is a that's a movie i wanted to see this year that would have been the first movie i saw this year and it, it i just didn't go and it's just further proof that you don't have to make a good movie people just don't feel safe and until people feel safe they're not going to spend money and that's yep. the that's what these companies are going to have to figure out how to make people feel safe spending money again definitely definitely those are great points and those are heroes um picks or things that he's looking at this week we also have hamid he's looking at ko and llnw um, LLNW, that's Limelight Networks. They provide content delivery network services. Um, they're a company that have come up on my watch list a couple of times. I'm not too familiar with them. I think I made a scalp on them one time, um, but never really looked at them again after that. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Uh, and yeah, they also uh, he's also looking at KO, Coca-Cola. Um, everybody knows Coca-Cola, household brand to create all the drinks that you'll be drinking, things like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those play out. He's not able to talk much about them because he's having connectivity issues right now. Um, but those are our members' picks of the week. And we will wrap up the episode. Just off topic, um, make sure if you like what the content that we're putting out, we do put a lot of work into pre- creating this, packing it up, and giving it to you guys. Make sure to like it. Make sure to share it to your friends. It can be on those stories, on via messages, share with your family, and follow our pages to stay up to date and see what we're putting out again. Um, if you have any questions or want to see us talk about any specific thing during the end of the segment topics, like, hey, what do you think about this stock? What, or, what do you think about this book? What do you think about this thing that happened last week? Definitely comment on any of the platforms that we mentioned, Instagram, Twitter, under the YouTube, um, reach out to us, things like that. And we will actually go forward and do that. We'll talk about these things. We'll answer these things in the next episodes. Um, and if you're interested in becoming a tribe member, definitely reach out. Um, we will, we are looking to expand the tribe, bring people on, want to see it grow. Um, and yeah, there's no, there's no price on it now. As long as you're contributing to the tribe, you will can become a tribe member. Um, feedback, if you have any feedback, we're looking to improve this podcast and our community every, in any way possible. So definitely provide that. And if you have any questions, again, feel free to reach out. I don't know if any, anyone else have anything to add, Hero? No, nah, man. As, like I said, this is episode four for us. So I've already I've already gotten into a rhythm of how to, like, I post this and how I put it out there. Um, I've, I've made money off of it. Like, I can't, I can't <laughs> sit here. Like, I'm not going to be one of these people, like, that was, like, this one, this is something that you created. But, like, it, for me to have already seen a profit and see things like man uh i think the stop loss one was was one of the best ones i've just i was like wow i know about this but how many times have i set limit orders instead of just a stop trail like no exactly like who wants to sit there and just ah what's two plus three uh four percent of that there's something built in for it already so i think like even no matter your level you know this is going to be something useful uh, for you and you can yep. gain off it and once again it's another thing like i make hella lists but i'm not too comfortable with scanners that for options well i'm sitting on 
I'm sitting on a cool 600 right now. I got enough for an option. Let's let's take a look. Like, you know, let's see what's going on. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell people like, uh, once again, make people, you really get to see what type of people, what type of person you are. When literally people are giving you a way to make money and you, it's not enough that they're just not handing you a check. Like, right. man, it's you you're going to have to give something, whether it's your time, dedication, and we don't knock people who are busy. Like, uh, I think like my brother, uh, was on last week and he's not on this week, but his job revolves around him watching football and traveling around to watch football. That's his job. Like we're not saying we're not knocking you for not being part of it, but when you do engage, engage with a purpose. And you will get the results, engage with a purpose and you'll see the results. And that's really just what it is. Once you put the work in, the energy in, and no matter how small, you will see some results. Yeah. You will learn something. And that's something I love about this podcast and one of the reasons why we keep putting out an episode every single week. Um, so definitely take what you can from it. And yeah, this is episode four of the Trade Tribe. Uh, thanks for listening and thanks for all the guests that we have on today. This is the Trade Tribe. Make sure to share this with your friends and family, whichever way you are watching or listening to this. Follow us on social media at the Trade Tribe and subscribe to us on YouTube and any podcast app you're on. Good luck trading and tribe out. And I guess one quick note is we do have a first special guest next week. We'll be talking a little bit about different things, how she created her own Discord for trading, her own trading community, and also is combining both stocks and Forex. So for those that are interested in Forex and things like that, I know a lot of people think it's scamming. There are people making real money in this Forex market. Um, and we would love to have that discussion. So that will be something to look at next week. But besides that, good luck trading and tribe out. Take it easy.